Our question today is, how long is it going to take for me to heal from betrayal? We're so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive in your relationship. Guys, welcome to The Betrayed, The Addicted, and The Expert, a Beyond Enough production. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And I'm Brandon, the expert. And he's definitely an expert. You've been working to help couples with their extreme challenges for like 15 years, right? Yeah, a long time. And I'm glad that I'm here with you guys sharing your vulnerable story. And I hope that it helps our listeners as well. Absolutely. And if you need some help getting started, we have a free resource over at beyond-enough.com forward slash step one. And that's one, the number. It provides the first key steps to healing your relationship, regardless of how tough things are right now. All right, guys, let's roll. Okay, guys, let's review. Uh, and if you haven't yet, pop over to iTunes, rate, review. We'd love to hear from you. And you'd never know. It just might be your review that we read on air. So this one's called Thank You Isn't Sufficient. When I found this podcast three years ago, it changed my life. I learned so much through the podcast, including learning how to find additional help for myself. I love Ashlyn, Kobe, and Brandon. I've learned from them, felt upset with them at times. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> and cried with them or just by myself. This is the place that I learned that I'm not crazy. I'm talking about you, betrayal trauma. But also how to work through my crap so I don't act crazy. Thank you for opening your hearts, minds, and experiences to the world to help all of us dealing with this rubbish. <laughs> Love y'all. <laughs> rubbish is my word, uh, not this uh, reviewer's word. Um, but it is. It's both uh, you know, their word and, our, and your word. <laughs> I know. I, I really appreciated the fact that that uh, this listener said that they they were they were mad at us, mm -hmm. and I don't think that we're really doing our job if we're not challenging listeners. Um, in one perspective or another at one time or another and because I know for sure that I left many therapy appointments <laughs> mad and pissed and angry and upset and feeling all kinds of stuff so I, I like that review yeah and we don't get everything right so sometimes we say things that are off and triggers people and whatever so yeah um, yeah if, if you've listened to a lot of our episodes and we haven't pissed you off a little bit I'd be surprised so, well, yes. and it's, it's three perspectives, right? It's not like a thousand. So we're never going to get it right. Like you said, Brandon, right. there's just too many lenses of life to get it totally right. But Absolutely. we're here and we're trying. Well yeah. said. So she also mentioned um, how, how to work through my crap. And so, and she, and she was speaking to those who've, who've experienced betrayal trauma um, and so, so I, I really appreciate that. I appreciate that she understands that there's a healing process for her, um, that recovery is possible for her. And in order for her recovery to, to be possible, she's going to have to step into some things and work through some of her stuff. Amen. And, and you know what else I noticed is she separated it like we often do with here's, here's the addiction and here's my spouse. And she said, here's the betrayal trauma and here's me. Yeah, And you don't always hear that, but it's, that's a beautiful way of seeing it is it's making me someone, maybe I'm not right. Oh, making me someone I don't want to be right now, but it's part of where I'm at. Yeah. But it's not who you are yes. completely. Yes. So 
that's really what we're talking about today is we're talking about betrayal trauma specifically. And the question is, is how long does it take for me to, to heal? How long does it take for me to get better? Um, so that's a, it's a bit of a tricky question. And what I'd like to do is talk about the, the things that get in the way of, of really starting the healing process. Um, and then, and then talk about, you know, what that work looks like a little bit so that you can, you can kind of gauge for yourself how long this is going to take, because the answer is not something like six months, a year and a half, three years. It's not a timetable of this is exactly how long it's going to take for you to get better. Rather, the answer is about um, stepping into certain parts of the process of healing and working through those, those parts of, of the process. And as you go, you'll see yourself progress through that, right? So is that accurate, Ashley? Yeah, what do you think? I love that. And when I get these very specific, you know, how long was it until you felt trust or how long until you could see that they were doing their work or that you were feeling different? It is so personal and it really does depend on our level of trauma, you know, our ch history in our own family dynamics and all of those yep. things. So it's hard for me to answer those. So I like that you're like, okay, let's just talk about the overall which speaks to everyone and you get to decide when you step into those things. And right. It's scary. And it's scary. And your journey is going to be unique to your situation. And like, I like what you just said, Ashlyn, your past trauma, your childhood, things that you've been through, um, the marriage that you've been in with mm -hmm. the person who you've been in that marriage with is a little bit different than everybody else's. So, um, but I would say across the board that healing is possible. So if, if, if you're in a unique situation, however it is, certain principles of recovery apply to you and working through those um, will work for you. Um, and so, yeah, we'll, talk, we'll speak more on a broad sense of what that process is and looks like and, and how you can work through that. Um, but before we do, I'd like to, to back up and just take a look at the things that, that get in the way of even starting. Um, and so... The start that stops people. Totally, Brandon Wilson. Yes. Yeah. Um, my, my kids, have you watched that Shia LaBeouf Just Do It video? Yes. It's yes. so stupid. <laughs> it is. <laughs> He's just like, just do it. Just, you know, yesterday you said you'd do it tomorrow. So, um, but... Uh, you know, there's, there's a stage of change called pre-contemplation. And if, when, you, when you look at stages of change, I'll go through them really fast. There's pre-contemplation, there's contemplation, there's preparation, action, and then maintenance. So pre-contemplation is a stage of change where um, you really don't want to address the problem. Yeah, I mean, you're not very motivated to, to look at it and you just want to be in denial um, or just don't want to face it. So um, healing gets stuck if, one, you're in denial, um, which is common. Mm -hmm. is you're minimizing the problem. You don't want to face that you're actually dealing with betrayal trauma. Um, There's you, a lot of protection in there for me, like protection mm -hmm. of him and protection of me. Interesting. So you're protecting, yeah. you don't want to face the, the problem because you want to not have him deal with the pain and discomfort and shame of it. Yeah. 
Um, or you don't want to deal with the shame and the mm-hmm. pain of it, right? Yeah. Um, so denial means you're minimizing it or you're kind of rationalizing around why it happened and you're not really dealing with it. Um, so that's one thing that keeps you in pre-contemplation. Um, another common um, thing that keeps people stuck and in, in not moving forward is, is, is a victim stance. Mm-hmm. So, and this is really, really tricky with betrayal trauma. So Ashlyn, you should be <laughs> raising your hand. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What, why, why so? What, are you, what, what happened to you? I feel like we have to kind of go through these stages, right? I mean, can we skip them? Probably, but I for sure got into victim mode of my story is unique to me. Um, I probably can't get help. Um, it won't work. Like we've tried other things. We've tried therapy. We've tried 12 step. It didn't work. So, um, I, I hear hopelessness there. Yeah. And it was like, we sought help. We went to religious leaders and they didn't fix it. We did the things we're supposed to do and it didn't work. And so it just kept me like almost dug me deeper into, yes. I'll just stay where I'm at then. Right. But, but and, and when, when that happens, when you get stuck there, um, hopelessness starts to set in mm-hmm. and just, just survival through life. Mm-hmm. Um, Uh, Or like, sorry, I would go into like, um, because at the time when I knew I was in victim was when I was a new mom and I wasn't working outside of the home. And so all of my energy, all of my passion, all those things went into being a mother. And it was like, all of my focus went there and (laughs) I didn't leave a lot of room for Kobe and our marriage and it so was I like, can hear, I can hear both. I can hear like denial, like yeah. not dealing with him. Not I, I'm going to distract myself and get busy because I feel hopeless because I feel like I'm just stuck in this, this place. And, yeah. and I'm a victim of, of what's happened to me. Yeah. Um, but I want to play devil's advocate just a little bit with you, Ashlyn, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, when you've been betrayed, aren't you a victim? <laughs> that is a good question. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. It, um, I've played a role in how our marriage has turned out, but am I the cause? No, like Kobe can make his own decisions just like I can. Um, so yes, and, this thing happened to me. And I had a lot of people saying that like, oh, I feel so bad for you because so many bad things have happened to you. You didn't cause them. And that yeah. only put me more into, yeah, you're right. Like I didn't do anything wrong. It's all his fault. Right. So there's this this space where two things exist, which is I've been, somebody did something that is hurtful and that hurts me. Mm-hmm. And I have the accountability and the responsibility and the power to step into the reality of that thing and to heal. And so both of those things exist. Ouch, that hurts. And yes, I have responsibility to move forward. And, and what happens when, when, only one of those things exists, which is you hurt me, you better change. Then mm. you're stuck. You're stuck behind that person changing and getting better before you feel like you're going to get better. And the reality is, is that person, the person that betrayed you, they can't do your work for you. And, 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 you know, some people might be listening saying, why do I have any work to do? I didn't do anything wrong. It's not about that. It's not, not about that at all. It's about grief and healing and healing from the trauma you didn't do anything wrong and you have 
some work to do to heal. And it's not fair, um, but you are strong and you can take accountability for moving forward, whether or not your partner who's struggling with sex addiction or whatever is going to heal or not. Right. Yeah. Does that I, make sense? Yes. And I love the way you said that. I don't know that I've ever heard you say that. It's not that I have this huge role to play. It's I need to grieve. And most of us don't know how to grieve. And so I did need help learning how to embrace and accept this is my reality and here's how to move through it rather yes. than just like keeping that gunk inside like we talked about um, on a previous episode. Yep. In no way are we blaming the betrayed and saying, you better change so that then you guys can be happy. But what we are saying is grief is a process mm -hmm. and processing through those emotions and doing that work leads you to healing. And so you do have some work to do after a hard reality has been placed right in front of you when you didn't want it to, right? Yeah. So I think that there's a really curious, um, I guess, note on this, which is um, when Ashlyn and I, when we, like, for instance, when we first had like Lucy and Ellie, right? Um, when they were young, we knew that we were just trudging through this deep mire. We knew. And, and it was heavy and it was hard. We didn't talk about it. We certainly didn't talk about it unless we had to, unless we were compelled to. And, um, but what was interesting is, is we didn't, there, there, the only, I guess the only thing there was like a church resource. It's kind of like a, uh, um, Oh, what's it called? There's a, there's a, a, a version of 12 step called ARP. no healing the, through Christ. Well, it's the, the LDS version is ARP. But then there's also passage discovery. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Who cares? A twelve-step program. Yeah. yeah. There's 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 like mainstream ones. But the point is, is that that was that was available, but that wasn't specialized in any way. There wasn't there wasn't many resources. There wasn't a discussion, kind of like this. It was it was the hush discussion with my church leader of like, stop, don't. You're hurting her. Don't. And um, so it was this really shame-filled for both partners, right? In the sense that yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't a topic that anybody discussed openly. It wasn't this thing that there were a lot of resources well, surrounding. I think the fact that we didn't know what to be Googling, like there yeah. were resources, right? Brandon was around back then, but we didn't even know what we were looking and dealing with. Totally, right. Totally. Right. We so just knew I, that it, I was the issue. Yeah. I think you guys bring up a good point in that, you know, it's hard to start the healing process when, when in ignorance, you have no idea what it is and you yeah. have no idea where to find it. And so, so that's another thing that ke keeps people stuck. And I think it's interesting what you said, Kobe is, you know, back in the day, people would just say like, knock that off. That's hurting her. Like, let's just yeah. stop doing that. And we won't talk about it. Yeah. And, and also to the, to the betrayed, to the partner, oftentimes it's, just keep that hush. It's between the two of you yeah. and you're going to hurt him if you really kind of bring that up too much. So just like shut up and get over it. Know, there was zero validation it. Yeah. for it, and, which, which sends the message of just like shut down, get yeah. over it and don't do anything. Yeah, For sure. Um, I felt a lot of shame if I did feel, and I did feel <laughs> a lot mm -hmm. of feelings, but it was like, you're doing it wrong because you should forgive. Cause he's yeah. Trying. Yeah. That doesn't help. 
Yeah. It is, you know, if, if you would have, Ashton, if you would have walked into my office for therapy mm-hmm. um, and the first, let's say it's the first time you've ever gone to therapy for, for betrayal trauma. And I was like, well, like, don't feel so many emotions because you should forgive. <laughs> I would probably not come back. <laughs> yes, please don't. <laughs> right. Um, so, so that leads to one of the ways, you know, really first steps to, to healing is start to face what is and to, yeah. to bring it out into the light a little more and, 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 and own it on both sides. Um, right. I'm feeling all these emotions. I'm struggling with this addiction. I'm, you know, to, to bring it up and bring it out. So share this episode. If you're, I know that, that we don't ever say this like in the middle of, but to this point that we just discussed, yeah. like Ashlyn and I were stuck for so long because we didn't have information. We were literally ignorant on what addiction was, what betrayal trauma was. We, we were ignorant as to the, the road to move forward. So if you know someone who is struggling with this, but they've only whispered it to you, kind of a thing, share this. Because right. you just don't know what this can do to help somebody get the help that they need. And that's really the point where that, that's, that's the primary point is to not only heal, but also have hope that healing is possible. That's what we started this podcast to begin with. Right. So share this episode. I, uh, I might've shared this before. I think I have, but my friend got a halibut hook stuck in his, his hand. And have you guys ever seen a halibut hook? No. no. They're like massive, big fish hooks. Like as long as your fingers? Uh, yeah. I mean, big so wow long as my fingers so and they're thick they're they're thick hooks and he got it stuck in the tendon in his hand Mm. oh my gosh um, in a tendon yeah like stuck deep in his hand and it's interesting you know a big thick a big thick hook um the the way the way he had to get it out you, you know how he had to get it out pull it all the way through yeah he had to push through so So as much as if you would have just stayed in denial and just like let it sit in there, it would have rusted, it would have infected him and it would have killed him, right? If, if he wants to pull it out and just like back it out and pretend like it didn't go in there, he'd rip his hand even more. So, so my whole point in saying this is to get the fish hook out, he had to push through and, and so a lot of people, that's not, that's not fun. It's not fun to push a hook into your flesh to get that barb out, right? And, and, and with, with recovery, it's kind of that way. It's like, man, I'm in pain. Something's hurting me. This isn't working. This isn't right. But now I have to go face pain in order to get out of pain. Uh, you know, I, it's, it's, it's Ashton's whole buffalo, buffalo analogy, right? Yeah. Um, turn and face it. And so... So it can be difficult to want to get started in recovery. And if you want to just keep that, that hook sitting in there, you're not alone and, and you're not crazy. If you're listening to us and you're like, well, maybe I am in denial. Maybe, maybe I am you know, not ready to actually bring things out into the light. That's okay. That's okay. But the reality is, is you will, you, some suffering will come. More pain will come until you're ready to it's either way it's either way you can't avoid it um but you can go do hard work which can lead to healing which is absolutely possible and absolutely real right right and i will say this as you step into okay if i'm gonna hurt either way and i'm gonna use energy either way why not be more intentional about it and learn the skills to help us get through 
other things that come up because recovery is not the end of your hurt in life. Like that is part of our story, but there's so many other things that still come up. We still have lives to live. But Ashlyn, you, you say that you can say that because you say that in wisdom (laughs) because you've been through it. It's like, I, like I, I learned how to push through the pain and I'm actually better now at pushing through pain in all areas of my life because I pushed through this pain. And so it's like, it was a good thing in my life, (laughs) but, but that's kind of easy for you to say because you've had that experience when you haven't had that experience and you're just looking at the pain, it's hard to take those first steps into it. Right. Oh, absolutely. And I I will be clear. I'm not grateful for the betrayal, but I am grateful for the, the, the push that it gave me to make my own changes in my life. The process of healing. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's an interesting part of that analogy with the hook, Brandon, that, uh, that I think is important to remember is even, even after you face the fact that there is a hook in my hand and it's huge and this is scary, and then you have to realize what it takes to remove it, mm-hmm. that's, that's also kind of scary. Yeah. A little right? overwhelming. Right. Yeah. And, and I just went to this, this uh, image in my head of some dude on a dock or on a boat with this hook in his hand. And he's just doing like this dance and he's like pacing back and forth. Like once he realizes what he's got to do to actually remove it. Yeah. Right. You know, like the dance of just like almost like hysteria in some way. And just like, oh my gosh, this kills. I, I think about all the times that the girls, Lucy and Ellie, had loose teeth and they were freaking out about the idea of me pulling them out. Just like, oh my gosh, oh my God. Like the, the hysteria, the crazy part of it. But then once you make the decision to say, okay, I'm going to do this, then there's this like little journey of pushing the hook through your hand. And then there's the journey of like, wait, I have to let this heal. Mm-hmm. I can't live life as normal for a season. I'm probably going to have to go get a, um, a tetanus shot and that's going to hurt. So healing is going to hurt and healing means that life has to be put on hold in some sense and in some way, and it's going to be really, really uncomfortable. But Kobe, your point that you're making, I think is so important, which is, um, you know what? And I always say this, start where you are and, you know, just just that guy on the dock, at least he's facing the fact that the hook's in his hand, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, so, so then, like, you just got to push through just a little bit at a time. You don't have to do it all at once. You don't have to heal the wound all at once. You just push through a little bit at a time and, and take one step. Well, take one day at a time and things yeah. will start to get better. Um, I think when we have episodes like this, somebody could listen to it and be like, Oh my gosh, like how am I going to get to be, you know, like Ashlyn or whatever, but it can be, it can be overwhelming to think how to get there. But the fact of the matter is, is um, you can get there, take one day at a time. Um, the, the, mo- the first step is to just start to believe that you can get there. Yeah. Um, you don't have to do anything else. Just start to believe and have hope that healing is real and he- healing is possible. Um, and I make that sound so easy, but that really is the first step into it. So it's beautiful. I mean, it's, it's painful. It's horrible. And I will tell you this, there are times when I wish that Ashland would heal quicker, faster, sooner. There's times that, that I was like, I wish I could just make this happen like right away, like wave a magic wand because I was uncomfortable in the process of healing. Um, 
and even walk like even in sitting in your foundations class, Brandon, for the first time, like I was still probably that guy who in who who was on the dock, like dancing around, like oh my gosh, like is this actually going to happen? We're, right, like we're going to do this. Ugh, this is just so I, I just can't believe this is happening. But once it started, um, then I began to, the, the education of foundations, learning about the things that led to it, right? That whole process of being uncomfortable and a sustained period of life being uncomfortable with the healing process, that was just like what you said, Ashlyn. It was the learning school. It was the, it was the, the learning school of life to um, prepare us to deal with other things that were on the heels of recovery that had nothing to do with recovery. Right. And those are things that you can't rush. Like you can't, uh, you can't take the cliff notes from, from betrayal trauma or from addiction and, and really be in recovery. You have to be able to go through it. And I assure everybody who's listening, everyone who's listening, Ashlyn and I have been through really hard, challenging times since being in recovery with things that have nothing to do with recovery. But I also assure you that the fundamental things that we took from recovery are still at play here, meaning taking care of ourselves every day with our own dailies. Those are a fundamental part of dealing with all the hard issues that we've had. Mm -hmm. Learning how to share emotions was so foreign, <laughs> so alien to me. But guess what? That's like super, super fundamental to everything that we do. Being able to be willing to sit in discomfort. That, these are all skills that recovery taught us that have been used after recovery. So remember that there is uh, much more to life beyond the healing process. I, I want to just add and maybe wrap up and, and just say, um, we haven't really answered the question, how long does it take? To heal from betrayal, um, and and I think I think what we want to do maybe over the next couple of weeks is answer that question. Um, but what I do want to reiterate in this episode is um, that you can get stuck before you even start. Mm. Um, you know, recovery is a pro recovery from betrayal. Betrayal trauma is a process, and it involves dealing with some pain. Mm -hmm. And then lastly is it's absolutely possible and it can be a huge blessing in your life. And so um, however long it takes, it's not going to take a set amount of time. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be an ongoing thing, but you will find a place where you feel more peace. You feel more acceptance. You feel more happiness in your life um, if you're willing to, to do that work. So anything you want to add, Ashlyn? Yeah, I just want to do a, a quick reminder. You know, Kobe and I are six plus years into this process. And so I often get gals that, you know, start in one of my mentoring groups and, oh, I get so frustrated. You know, I've listened to all the podcasts, but I'm not where you're at. And so just a reminder, listening to the podcast is great. That's education. That's going to give you eyes to see your partner, to see your own stuff. Um, and you, I see women come into my groups that are like worlds ahead of where I started because of the podcast. So it's a great resource. Um, but I want to make sure you don't go to comparison with me or anyone else that's two steps ahead of you. And just remember that it's your process. And my guess is you're probably 
way ahead of where I started. And so to give yourself some grace, there are so many great resources. And in fact, you guys have asked for so much more from just, you know, there's the podcast, but give us more, you know, it's the listening, but now what do we do with it? And that's the important part. And so um, Brandon and I have worked um, the beginning of this year, we started even through quarantine to really come up with what can we help these uh, women do to heal from betrayal trauma. And we created a program called Beyond Betrayal to help you move beyond it. And so we're going to be releasing that coming up. And so it's coming. Ashlyn, I... I, I couldn't be more proud of, of the program that we put together. Like it, uh-huh. and, and it's not, it's not a cakewalk, um, but no, we push them. Uh, yeah, it is, it is a process, but that process works. And I'm so excited for it to get launched. I think it's going to help so many people, regardless of, of where their spouse is mm-hmm. in his healing process, whether he's getting better or getting worse, it's going to help women. It's going to help partners. It's going to help yeah. men who've been betrayed. It's going to help them move forward. Agreed. So I'm way excited about it. And I have to tell you from the outside looking in, cause I was not involved in this. This is a program that Brandon and Ashlyn did that when and I can say this, when Ashlyn would come home or when she would leave from recording, she was always like invigorated mm-hmm. with this, like, Oh my gosh, this is so good. I totally wish I could have had this when I was, you know, years ago, just starting. And um, that was always how it was. She came home just invigorated and motivated and just uplifted because of the content that she and Brandon created together. So I, uh, I hope that those of you who are listening can really hear what I'm saying. Yeah. When Ashlyn's excited like that, <laughs> it's, it's because it's really, really good. Well, it's, it's really, and that's true. It's Brandon and his years of experience. And then my actual experience, right. Doing the, doing these like really hard things and saying, okay, let's put it together Yep. and combining that. It was just, it's more laid out than how I went through the process and my process is my own and I 100% value it, but this just makes it a little bit more like, okay, now we're going to have you do this hard thing here and then this thing here. Yep. And it's, it's just laid out a little bit, um, I'd say easier, even yep. though it's hard. <laughs> it, wa- it walks you through though, the process. Yeah. So. yeah. so um, if you want to get on the list, at least to find out when that program is released, you can head over to um, beyond-enough.com and do slash step one. And it's the number one that will at least give you the first steps into recovery for your own self, but also get on our mailing list, which will give you access to early releases of the program that's coming out. Awesome. Guys, thanks for being here. Appreciate it. And um, we'll see you on the next episode. See you guys.